right, on today's episode, everybody, we have a very special guest, which is actually our very first yeah. guest on the yeah. entire podcast. Do you want Josh, to introduce yourself? Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My Hello. My name is Josh. <laughs> You've probably heard a little bit about me. Yeah. So Josh is our producer, our mm-hmm. podcast producer. Um, he ain't no expert, but he's getting there. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Come on. I'm doing my best. Just throw him on the I'm bus. doing my best. <laughs> Josh is also my little brother. He hates that I call him little, little brother because he's literally <laughs> bigger than me. But we always make this joke um, when, I don't know what it is about having a little brother, but to me, Josh will always be seven. He's just stuck at that age. So whenever, like to me, he's just seven. And he's not. And he's not. No. Anyway, so. I'm like, I'm, I'm like a full grown adult. I'm 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for everyone to know. <laughs> so we figured our first guest should probably be Josh because he obviously, we, you guys always hear us talking about him mm. on the podcast um, and he's a big part of the podcast. Put a face to the name. Yeah. Put a face to the name. Um. But I also thought it was super timely to get Josh on the podcast because he has actually recently recently um, been diagnosed with ADHD. Yep, that's right. Which is super fun <laughs> for him. Um, so so it's, it's a great being the only Yeah, Barry is the only neurotypical <laughs> here. But I think, um, you know, a lot of Josh's, we'll get into that in a sec, but we'll ask him all about his journey with ADHD, getting diagnosis, all the things. But this is our episode where we do couples therapy. So Josh actually gets to sit in on couples therapy and we might actually get him to facilitate it. I'm yeah. super excited about this because <laughs> it's it's like a, a third opinion on yeah. what actually happens. And I do have a lot to say about it because I think it's very funny. <laughs> Josh, Josh witnesses all of them. And then when we do record, Josh is sitting there laughing his head off and going, That's right. I do, you know what's, do you know what's funny though? Because Josh lives with us, there's been a layer to our relationship where um, Joshua has a lot of input sometimes, <laughs> which can both piss Barry and I off. So like if I, like Josh will call me out and be like, you can't talk to Barry like that or don't, don't treat him like that. And but then at the same time, I'm scared, to, I'm scared to call Barry off because Barry can be very scary when he's angry. <laughs> Barry goes I'm really working stern. On myself. Yeah, it's not it's not aggressive. It's just it's just very stern. Because he's yeah. such a he's like a friendly giant. Yeah, and then it's like all of a sudden he's just this stern. Yeah, and he tries to say it really proper. Like he'll be like Joshua. I would really like to have a discussion with you. <laughs> and he's like trying to make it not serious, yeah. but it sounds so serious. And I'm in the other room, and I'm like. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm like, Barry, just, you can be assertive and you can, you know, talk about things without being. Direct. Direct. Very direct. There's a balance. And Tara's like, that came across a bit, a bit much. I'm I'm like, like, go apologize, Barry. (laughs) Apologize. (laughs) And then I apologize and I'm like, Josh, I apologize. Yeah, it's it's the same, it's the same. (laughs) Josh's like, why? Okay, I, I accept that, but. but I think that there's been like because Josh moved in. When did you move in with us? Like oh, like a two good years ago? year and a half ago, probably. Yeah. Mm. So Barry and I obviously were at not the start of our relationship, but we were used to going on date nights together, just Barry and I. And then Josh moves in and throws a big spanner in the yeah, water. Yeah, and he wants to come to every date night where ever. Where are you guys going? And then he oh, that's and then nice. he, he used coming. to pull this trick where like Barry and I'd be like trying to set firm boundaries, like, no, we're going on date night. And then Josh would be like, we, Josh would be like, okay, where are you guys going tonight? 
and we'd be like, we're going on date night. And he'd be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> World's And I'm like, it doesn't violin. look fine. It doesn't look. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just go without me. It's fine. I'll just sit here by myself. Watch TV. Just having yeah. just moved to the Gold Coast with no friends. <laughs> I'll just sit here by myself. So then we'd end up bringing it along. Yeah. It worked every time, so. It did. Manipulation what at its finest. Say, yeah. Yeah. Well, where did I learn that from? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Queen. Okay. Let's get into today's couple therapy. therapy. Okay. I actually haven't made a list for today, but I'm sure something no, will, I've got one. will come up. Josh, what I'm you know what? Let's do a twist on couples therapy. Okay. Josh, what do you think our couples therapy for one another are this week? Let me let me take a wild guess and I'm gonna say it's something that Barry's <laughs> is gonna be something to do with sleep. <laughs> Like it is every week. Fair enough, though. Last yes. week was bad with sleep. Tara's, what, Tara's are different, though, so I don't know. It'll probably be something to do with below deck or... Is Tara's reasonable, though? Yes. Don't just... Don't Yes, I think the one about the one the stuff, the keys in the wallet in the carb drink holder... Okay, okay. I have mine this week. Me. I oh. have mine this it week. It annoys me as well. I think I, I need couples therapy. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's my car. <laughs> Put my keys wherever I want. Okay, so I'm going to go with mine first because it just popped okay. in my head. And it happened last night at dinner. So Barry does this thing where when he's finished eating his meal, he decides to <laughs> lick the plate and then go... This finger licking good. <laughs> but he's got like voluptuous lips, like he's got very pink... The beard as the well. The beard and the mustache. Like he makes That's it. Not oh, that it's aggressive. so intense. It is. It's pretty intense. I don't like. Thank you. See, I like Josh okay. being here to okay. wait. <laughs> Chill, guys. That's mine for my first oh, that's one. Okay. Well, get. I'm glad that you brought up the uh, keys and wallet in the. Uh, oh, here in we the, go. In the middle compartment. Um, Tara, <sighs> when we go get coffee in the morning, what do you put in the middle compartment? Nothing at all. Nothing at all, Joshua. Oh, I think she puts her makeup. I think in she there. puts her makeup in there, and then I say, "Oh, is this my? Is this?" I know this you. Work? You looked you at me this week, and you go, "I'm going to do that on couples therapy this week." Yeah, and I did. Whatever. And That's fair. Yes. It's very hypocritical of me. Yes, but there are double standards. Um. Okay. My couples therapy. Should we do therapy with Josh? We should. We should include him in on it. It's not couples therapy. It's more like family dynamic therapy. Joshua, one thing that you've done this week oh, shit. <laughs> that has annoyed me is, actually, it's more last week. So let me give you guys some context. So Sunny is actually, so we've got two golden retrievers. One, Daisy, that's mine and Barry's dog. Sunny is actually Josh's dog, um, but he obviously lives with us. So Sunny has this patch outside on the grass where... He um, start d- decided to start digging, basically. He dug and kept digging up these two or three same holes. So I asked Josh to please create a barricade around that area. Um, I suggested using chicken wire and some poles. Um, I came out to look at, and he, he came inside one day afternoon. He was like, oh, I've done it. It's all fine. I filled it in, blah, blah, blah. It'll be right. I then walk outside to find like three ladders lined up, <laughs> lined up together. Make sure. Two of the chairs, like as in nice outdoor chairs, 
Like he's made this square with just whatever. What else was in there? There was a, a broomstick, a um, pool fence, like just random objects from around the house. And it was the biggest eyesore I've ever seen no, in my life. I think that this would be mine as well. I'm just going to jump on top of this one. And, <laughs> and then goes to, proceeds to say, I don't know how Sunny gets in there. And there's just massive holes. <laughs> and it just was like, massive holes to get through. Plus it was a ladder and he'd just go through the ladder yeah. or jump over the ladder. I don't know how he's getting in there. Yeah. So I would say to him, I was like, I was like, Josh, there, there's another hole in there. And he's like, I don't know how they got in there. <laughs> and I was like, really? It's not rocket science. Um, so yeah, anyway, then he, he was just adamant that he had no clue how Sonny was somehow teleporting himself in there and digging another <laughs> hole. And both Barry and I were sitting there going, but what? To, but to his defense, when he finally did get the the, the literally wire, six weeks and later, like, yeah, it was a long time later. It was genuinely yeah. six weeks. Do we later. have rules for justice? You have to apologize. No. No? Yes, he does have to apologize. No, actually. wait, no, because we didn't agree on these rules. Yeah, I can say whatever I want. But somehow, Sunny ended up in. Yeah, you that know. was weird. But that was after he actually built the fence. Yeah, he built he the fence. He freaking teleported. I don't yeah. know how he got so in after there. I and then couldn't get out. After I complained <laughs> yeah. for literally four weeks straight as to how ugly it was and how I was sick of seeing the ladders sprawled out across the backyard. Should have taken a photo for people. But <laughs> um, he then decided to go to Bunnings once I got real cross one afternoon and sorted no, it no, out. No, the reason I sorted it out was because we were leaving to go down and visit the parents uh, for a whole day. And I'm like... And he would have run inside yeah, with the mud, yeah. which was fun as well. And I was like, okay, yeah, today's the day I actually have to get it done. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Huh. Um, thank you for eventually six weeks later. You're welcome. Doing something. I have a habit of that. I did the same thing with... um. Oh, that's the other thing Barry, he does. You know how you tell him to do something? Then oh, he... yeah. No, but yeah. that's ex- that's an example. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Takes me a long time. I'm going to say one more couple therapy uh, yep. thing for Josh. Go for it. Because <laughs> it's on really the same thing. Idea. Joshua does this thing where I'll say, because obviously we live together, I'll be like, hey, Josh, can you please do the dishes? And he goes, I'm not doing the dishes. And he'll spend like two to two minutes just harping on about how I never do anything and blah, 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 and he shouldn't do the dishes. But as he's unpacking the dishwasher. It's, it's, it's funny because I find it entertaining <laughs> to start arguments for some just, reason. <laughs> yeah, there's the ADHD. He just likes the dopamine hit of the friggin' reaction. It. Great. Anyway, so that's the other thing he does that's annoying. Joshua, is there anything that we have done? He's like, where the heck do I start? Where do I start? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, nothing that I can talk about in the space of a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is like, do you have an hour? Or that I want to look like dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah. Anything like that. Um, hmm. Can't even think of something that we've done that annoys him. It's Quite just, regular, it's the, actually. It's the argument. I mean, I always steal the dish, the laundry off him. Oh, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a perfect oh. one. This morning, I put my stuff in the laundry within my basket and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for whoever's stuff is in there to finish so I can put my stuff in. And then Tara decides to push in front of me, <laughs> put in a full load, and I'm just there, well, like, what the hell? I sent Barry in sneakily. I was like, can you please? Because Josh went into the shower because I had something on, so Josh had to wait for mine to be done for him to put his in. And he specifically told me, Tara, can you please, like, I'm don't you dare put your stuff in next again. I'm going. And, and I was like. So he was in the shower and I was like, <laughs> and then I said, Barry, I'm like, yeah, put that in. So yeah. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Not sorry, actually. That's <laughs> just what you sorry. get for being the little brother. 
Tidizel, what advice would you give someone who has just started out on their personal ADHD journey? Okay, I would probably say that you really want to focus on education and kind of getting around people that actually understand you. And look, I fully understand that that is a lot easier said than done. And that's actually why Barry and I created what's called the NeuroSpicy family. So basically, the NeuroSpicy family, we love them so much, but it is a membership for all ADHDers diagnosed or undiagnosed who are basically ready and wanting to really learn about their ADHD, get that education. They're ready to kind of connect with other like-minded people who are on that journey as well. And they're also just at a point where they're ready to actually embrace their ADHD and who they truly are. I'll give you a little bit of a rundown of how it kind of works. So every month we release a module or a masterclass focusing on one particular topic. In addition to that, our members also get access to daily support and advice. There's support groups, discussion forums. We even do a monthly book club, which is such a vibe. Um, one of my favorite things in this whole community is the accountability challenges we do. Um, which can be anything from, you know, great gratefulness or kind of like goals. Like there's lots of different ones that we can do in there. Um, and then we also have a monthly live call with all of our members, which is a lot of fun. The one thing I've noticed that most members always tell us is that it's the perfect mix between like education and community. Yeah, that is one thing our members really, really love. And, you know, honestly, when you get a diagnosis, it's already so confusing and overwhelming as it is. But, you know, one thing we really wanted to kind of achieve with this membership is kind of just making ADHD and navigating it as easy and as straightforward as possible. So guys, if you do want to learn more about the NeuroSpicy family, then feel free to check out the link in the description. It is open all year round. So jump on in and come say hi. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is all about Josh. It's all about <laughs> Josh. And it's understanding what his recent experience was about getting a diagnosis. Are you nervous? Not really. Okay. Kind of getting the hang of it, I think. Love the confidence. Okay. So, Josh, when did you realize that you could possibly have ADHD? It wasn't until I moved out of home. Yeah. So it was probably when I moved in and I saw Tara's ADHD and I kind of started seeing those traits in myself. Yeah. And then it wasn't really affecting me that much, but it was affecting me enough to the point where I needed to get a diagnosis. Yeah. I think one of the early conversations that we had was because, if you don't mind me sharing... Um, but I think you struggled with anxiety. Yeah. So we had conversations around how ADHD can manifest as anxiety sometimes. And, um, yeah, I think that was kind of part, you know, the reason where we started talking about like rejection sensitivity and like, you know, inattentiveness and how all of those little things can end up becoming anxious traits. Yeah, definitely. I definitely have had a lot of anxiety yeah in the past I think it's getting it's definitely getting better now yeah but there was times where I would shit myself yeah even having to go up and order food yeah. off a cashier it was that bad and there was there was a there was one time in the movie cinema I remember it amazingly because it was traumatizing where um it was with I was with Tara 
um, these group of girls, like we were, we were sitting there waiting for the movie to start. Tara had just gone out to get some popcorn and I was there by myself. And this was before, like you had to pick the seats so people could just sit wherever they wanted. And then these group of girls came and sat in Tara's seat. So it was, yeah, there wasn't many seats left. So it was Josh and then there was a spare seat next to Josh. Yeah. And I was there, but I'd gotten up to go get popcorn. Yeah, I think there was two. And then these two girls came and sat next to me and then the one across. And I was just there like, and didn't say anything. So then I walked back into the cinema. And her seat was gone. I'm like, oh God. (laughs) Hurts my brain thinking about it right now. Yeah, I remember that. Because didn't I say, say to them? I was yeah. like, oh, hey. Yeah, um, and then they were like, well, why didn't you say anything? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I was I like, know. Josh, why didn't you just say it? And, yeah, they, they kind of got up, Josh. and Yeah. Um, oh. But I feel like that's, like, it, it's really interesting because I think it's really easy in society to look at someone like that and get annoyed and be like, why didn't you say anything? Or, you mm. know, but really for you in that moment, that was really debilitating and it was yeah. so intense. Mm-hmm. Like that fear and that anxiety was so intense that like, yeah, yeah. that was a very, that was the best. You, you in your mind probably weighed up, well, what are they going to do when Tara comes back? Like, yeah, definitely. You were probably like, oh my God, hectic, crazy. Yeah. yeah. But from, even just from that moment, Josh, did you, like at that point were you like, heck, like I need to get my anxiety. Like, was that like that a pivotal was, moment for you? That was still when I was in school. So not really. I was still like, just. Yeah living with it. I didn't really see it as something I needed to get yeah. sorted out. Yeah. So bringing it back to your ADHD, kind of was there, I guess, or was it just kind of like a, I guess a, a moment where you're like, maybe I should actually just go find out if I've got ADHD. Um, it was the, probably the inattentiveness where I was trying to get stuff done and I couldn't sit there and concentrate. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you were quite struggling with that, weren't you? Yeah. Especially, you were just not being able to get into it. Yeah. And then looking back, after I got the diagnosis and realized that I do have the inattentive type, um, I did, I was very much like that in high school. Like I could not concentrate on anything. Every time I tried to sit down and study, Yeah. the information would just go in and then out like 10 minutes later. Yeah. And I couldn't retain anything. Yeah. And, um... I remember even just since you being diagnosed, what has been like, cause you've had, you've kind of been going through that aha stage a little bit yourself. And the other day we were in the car and you said something about golf. Oh, Run yes. me through what that aha stage was for you. Okay. So a couple weeks back, I ended up on golf TikTok. So my four, I liked one golf thing and then my whole for you page was just golf. So I'm like, okay, I want to try golf. Then I got my dad's golf clubs, which were at home. I got him to bring them up. Which is an hour and a half drive. Which is an hour and a half drive. (laughs) And then I got the golf clubs, started taking them to a driving range. I was absolutely loving it, having the best time. You were going like multiple times a week. Yeah, literally. And then then there was one time I even went and played a round of golf. (laughs) Yeah, for a full like two hours. And then coming like a couple of days ago, I'm just sitting in the car and I'm like, it's gone. I have no desire to play golf anymore. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, well, shit. It was like that prime example of yeah. like the hyper focus oh, yeah. and the hyper fixation just ending. Yeah. And like, 
I kid you not, I could have sworn Josh was like, like it wasn't just, oh yeah, I'm interested, I'm going to go do golf. Like it was... I was upset. Because he, he, he was working oh, he was, he for was... us at the time. Like he was helping with the podcast. And like there would be times where I could just see him like itching mm. to like get out. And I'm like, Josh, just go play golf. Like yeah, get it out of your system. Like <laughs> There's times where I would, I was waiting for them to do the podcast. And I would go out, get a golf club, and start practicing my swings yeah, on the lawn. Yeah, he'd be standing out there. <laughs> yeah. Just the Tiger Woods. <laughs> Fixated yeah. on it. I think, um, I think you were getting like two or three buckets yeah. while you were there. Like paying At the driving 20 range. Or $30. Yeah, like 40 bucks. <laughs> Just yeah. going for like two hours. But it's interesting once you get your diagnosis because like in the past, you probably would have just been like, yeah. God, oh heck, I've just, you know, mm. spent all this money and mm. all this time on it. But like now you can actually put a name to kind of like what's, what's happening. So my next question is around your diagnosis. And a lot of people ask me about it, but I think it's really important to kind of even just get another person's take on it. Um, so Josh, can you tell me what your diagnosis experience was like? So... Coming about probably two or three months ago, I booked in with the psychiatrist. I got really lucky. Like, I, there wasn't really a wait at all. It was, like, two weeks. I know. I thought that that was insane mm. when you told yeah, me that. Yeah, I don't like, know how that happened. Like, Josh just got off the phone and he's like, I've got an appointment. I was like, what? Yeah. Very lucky. <laughs> I think yeah. I managed to find some low-key psychiatrist who doesn't... Yeah. Obviously... Just wasn't had spaces. Very, yeah, well-known or something. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I went to a psychiatrist, um, did the first appointment, and he was really good, basically like, yeah, I think you have the combined ADHD type. And then the, the appointment finished. Then I went home. He sent me, like, an assessment to do. Did the assessment, got everyone in my family to fill out the parts that they needed to fill out. And then I think it was, like, a week or two weeks later, I went back. Um, got the diag no second opinion. Got a second opinion from the same place, just a second psychiatrist that was there, and then yeah, that was pretty much it. I like that they they did the second opinion because that see that was what was different about yeah. mine. Like I saw a psycholo psychologist and a psychiatrist, but mm. yeah, I like that two psych psychiatrists yeah. kind of looked over your case. Um, out of curiosity, did you go to your GP first? Oh uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, and then they referred me to they told me yeah they referred me to a different one and then I couldn't get an appointment there so I just called the practice yeah and got them to change it yeah cool nice um was so overall do you think it was like a positive experience like how yeah I think it was a positive experience there was no reason for me to say it wasn't yeah was um were you educated in the session about your ADHD very much like what do you think yeah, um, he kind of went through all the, like, because I obviously explained to him what my symptoms and what I'd been going on. Yeah. And he kind of explained to me and described what the combined type was. Yeah. Which was really helpful because I knew a little bit, but I wasn't, like... Fully aware. Yeah, fully aware. And then as he was describing it, it kind of made sense. Yeah. And since being diagnosed, how have you found that, like, even just your close friends or, like, our family has kind of, like, responded? Pretty good, I think. Nothing, yeah. nothing bad. I feel like I took the brunt it. for you. 
Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> like, as in when I first came uh, out. yeah. Yeah, like, and said I had it, like, there was a lot of that stigma that I had to break down. So I think for, for more yeah. our family, like, it was... Um, There's still that stigma there. Yeah, um, for sure. Definitely. I think, um, I think in all honesty, I think people are getting... How do I say this? Like, I think people know the right things to say sometimes. Yeah. And so they say it, but you know, you can tell like yeah. deep down that they're just saying the right thing sometimes. Yeah. Honestly, the only people I've told about it is my best mate and my parents. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it hasn't I haven't, been something. I haven't told my grandparents or like anyone else in the family. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Do you feel like, how do you feel about, um, I guess, having the diagnosis? Like. It hasn't really changed that much for me personally. Um, like I was really good because I was always around you and you were always advocating that it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it's just something that it is what it is Yeah. in, in that sense. And I think a lot of people, when they get the label, they kind of, how do I say this? They like take it as like a bad thing. Yeah. Whereas I didn't really feel that. Yeah. I just felt. That's. Like something that is different about me and that I will work through. Yeah. It's probably a lot of the conversations you've been exposed to around me. Yeah, definitely. And just having that freedom, which is. Yeah. And I guess a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. Person. Which is really cool. Yeah. But I guess, um, I think even just like, for example, with us growing up, we were kind of raised in a family like no hate to dad, but like <laughs> he was very much like get a nine to five job, yeah. you know, um, do the same thing every day for the rest of your life. I know that like, I haven't gone down a path like that. And at the moment you're kind of like at a point where you can go down that path, you know, you can go to uni, you can do all the things, or you can kind of tailor your life to suit your ADHD where you do get that excitement. So where are you at with, I guess, your career journey? Um, well, yeah. So I didn't, I was originally planning to go to uni from high school, but I didn't get the marks, thank God, because I would have wasted a lot of money on a uni degree that I hated. Yeah. Um, I just get, yeah, I just don't feel like uni is for me. Um, I, I'm just loving at the moment the freedom of being able to work from home yeah and something that's actually rewarding yeah um like people will come up to us and say i love your podcast and it yeah, just it gives me the biggest like oh damn i feel like i've actually done something to help someone and yeah. it's amazing so yeah at the moment i'm not even considering university josh what is one thing that's helped you with your adhd i would say probably exercise doing things that I enjoy, um, which is exercise. I love going to the gym. So I guess that kind of helps me put my energy into something. Yeah. Um, what else? I've just recently started playing cricket again, which I haven't done in a long time. And I'm starting to build those connections again with people, which is really good because um, in the past, my anxiety got in the way of that a lot. And I think that's definitely one thing that 
helps. Putting mm. yourself back out yeah, there a little bit. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So what made you want to go to the cricket? Um, honestly, I was feeling very lonely and I guess I just felt like I needed to, if I was going to get out of that um, rut or rough, whatever you want to call it, um, I needed to put myself back out there and go out of my comfort zone and do something that I think will actually help. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I really loved about um, the fact that you did that is because similarly to what we kind of talked about in a previous episode about being self-led, mm-hmm. um, it was actually a shock to Barry and I when Josh kind of just came out of his room one afternoon and... I think it was of the, the day that he was going. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I'm going to cricket. We're like, huh? Yeah, and we're what? both like, because it was something that we had been encouraging or trying to like be like, hey, Josh, you know, you love cricket. Go back and get into it. Mm. And then just like we kind of didn't, we just wanted, I, we sound like parents. <laughs> but like as a big sister, you have this care. Mm. Um, and, you know, I was, I guess, encouraging or wanting him to get out there, um, but obviously not wanting to be pushy. And so I just kind of stopped, um, I guess, suggesting that and then yeah like a good six or eight months later just out of nowhere he was like no I'm doing it and I think that that was really like really cool because it's that ability to recognize and it was the same with the diagnosis like yeah kind of out of nowhere you were just like I'm gonna do this for myself Mm. and I think like that's something that Barry and I talk about a lot like being self-led and taking action um and to tie it back into ADHD like a lot of your journey with ADHD is really up to you. Oh, 100%. And even just seeing, you know, you manage your ADHD through gym and diet and food and all the things has actually inspired me to, you know, you guys have encouraged me and Josh and Barry are always my biggest cheerleaders with come on Tara, get to the gym, go go for a run. And I think it's like just being around people that they understand that, you know, the be all and end all isn't just always about ADHD. But when people understand you, they can encourage you to, to do more, but you've also got to have that self-led. That drive to mm. be better. That kind of approach. Improve your life, yeah. yeah. Do you think it's one thing that led you to go do those things or do you think it's like a few different things that have led you to be I think it was to... definitely a build-up because when I first moved out, like, I was, I was struggling with friends, but, like, at the same time, I think it was just I was still homesick a little bit. But then I got past that and I'm like, oh, I don't need to go play cricket. I'll be fine. And then, because then this, that season passed. And then, yeah, it was just recently just bit feeling really lonely. Yeah. Um, but it's one thing to notice that. And then the second thing, to actually, <coughs> to actually take action. action and action it, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. Is there anything, actually, there's one question I wanted to ask just quickly about medication. Yeah. What's your journey been with medication because it's slightly different to mine actually it's quite different yeah so i got the medication right as i got diagnosed um i forgot to take it a lot so yeah. I, I never really got into having it like consistently yeah but i think even when i take it it's like a 50 50 whether i'll feel super anxious or yeah. super productive Yeah. Like sometimes I'll take it before the gym and it's great because I don't like, I put that anxiety into the weights Yeah. or something. But like apart from that, I just, I don't love it. Yeah. I think um, it's. Yeah. You you pointed out the fact that there's that anxiety bit that happens when you take it. Yeah. So you already have anxiety and then 
adding, so adding it on. on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. it's a weird tight, like, it's like a sensation that happens. Yeah, it's really weird. In your chest. Mm. Like, it's almost like you're like, it's like that feeling like where you have to go and do public speaking. Like, it's like this like yeah, tight like, chest yeah. feeling. Um, But yeah, I think, um, I think it's interesting because one, firstly, I think it's so funny in the ADHD kind of world there's this almost debate um with people who don't have adhd about like oh you know you shouldn't take medication you're gonna get addicted and i'm like i forget where it is 95 percent of the time i know where it is i just forget to take it yeah Mm. but either way it's like they're like i don't i don't know a single adhd person that's addicted to their medication yeah i think it's not a single one of actually having to take it i think there are some people that become reliant on it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I also think that like, that's just lack of education in what else you can do, like really learning. And we're going to get into this in a few, um, few weeks, but you know, learning how to exercise, learning how to kind of manage it mm. in your daily life, whether that's through strategies or whether that is through diet and exercise can, yeah. it can be really like this holistic kind of approach where if you need to take medication one day, you do. And if yeah. you don't, you don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that's really cool that, you know, you've also just made that, I guess, decision yourself about yeah. medication. Like you've come to decide that, you know, it's not really for you at this present moment. And so you've kind of come up with different strategies and tools to navigate that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My last question. Have you got a last question? Nope. You go ahead. You sure? Yeah. Okay. What um, piece of advice would you give someone who is thinking about getting a diagnosis but is kind of like on the fence? Would you recommend it or would you say, hey, it doesn't really matter? Um, personally, for me, I would say it kind of depends. Like <laughs> for me, I, in hindsight, I don't think I needed it. Yeah. But for some people, it can be really um, validating. Yeah, in for the sure. sense that you finally feel like all these stuff that's happening is finally being validated and recognized. Um, in regards to the medication, it's up to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, well, obviously, yeah. to get the medication, you have to have a diagnosis. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's up just it's up to you, really. Yeah, I can I completely agree. I think that um, like. I think we've talked about this before, but like there's this kind of conversation again in the social, in the ADHD world that, you know, you don't have ADHD unless you're formally diagnosed. Oh, yeah. But like I truly think that, one, we've talked about this before, but diagnosis is a privilege. It's expensive. Exactly. It's, you know, in some countries it's really hard to get into. was lucky that you were yeah, able to get into. Yeah, I was lucky, yeah. Um, and I just think that that's something to be really aware of. But also like... If you believe that, you know, you have the symptoms and you're ticking those boxes, but you don't want to have medication, then I think that that's okay to yeah. say that you've got ADHD without getting a formal diagnosis. 100%. Um, I also think that, you know, there is power in getting a diagnosis for people. For example, you know, you have anxiety or like you've got anxiety. Yeah. I think for you understanding that a lot of that anxiety was less about anxiety and more about the undiagnosed ADHD yeah. was kind of clarifying. Yeah, definitely. So for a lot of um, a lot of people, you know, they might have been diagnosed with depression or anxiety or OCD or like other different things that were kind of 
masking or not even masking, but like they are there because of the undiagnosed and untreated ADHD. And I think for them, yeah. like getting clarity around that can be, can be really helpful. So yeah, I like yeah. that advice. Yeah. Go with the flow basically. Yeah. Do what's right for you. Exactly. Nice. Yep. All right, Josh, do you have an ADHD hack for the week? Oh, ADHD hack. I guess just lean into your ADHD. Um, do what you feel is right for you. And don't listen to any negative opinions that other people have around you. Tell them to stick it. Exactly. Stick it where the sun don't shine. Stick try. it. All right, this is this week's ADHD blooper. Josh, you ready? I'm ready. So, my boyfriend always falls asleep before I do. And this ends up with me scrolling and spiraling. And I usually end up sending him the weirdest shit. The other day, I stumbled upon a cute Barbie doll. I have zero dolls and I'm 25 years old. And a Barbie accessory advent calendar. So, I sent this to my sleeping boyfriend and went. I know we don't do calendars, but if you want to surprise me, this is it. The next day, I had forgotten about it, and he went, So, Barbies, huh? Safe to say, it had already passed. Oh, okay, I get That's it That's pretty now. funny. Tara's definitely done that before. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> so many times. I get it. So she's like, I want this Barbie doll. I want this. She's pumped. And now she's like, wait, what? I don't know what oh, that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've done that a lot. Constantly. Yep. All right. Well, I love that. Thank you for sending in the ADHD blooper. As always, guys, please feel free to send us in more ADHD bloopers. But thank you again for coming on the show, Josh. I'm sure we'll get you on here. Let us know, guys, if you've enjoyed having Josh on, if you have any other questions for him or you want us to get him on for another another episode. Mm. But that's it for today, guys. Any final words, Josh? Do you. Do you. I love it. All right. Love you all. Bye. 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 <laughs>